Are you ready to unleash your full potential and become unstoppable in your success and leadership? Welcome to the Unleashed and Unstoppable podcast, where we provide powerful insights and strategies for coaches, corporate leaders, and entrepreneurs. I'm Alexanne Carter. And I'm Carol Register, and we're certified master neuro coaches who are passionate about helping you overcome your limiting beliefs and optimize your performance. Each week, we'll be sharing actionable tips and strategies using neuroscience, from interviews with industry experts to solo episodes to help you live a life of power, purpose, and possibility on your own terms. Join our community of like-minded individuals. Hit subscribe now, and let's be unleashed and unstoppable together. Hey, 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 I am so excited to be here with you as it's Alex Leanne, and we want to bring you information that is going to absolutely impact and transform your life based on leadership and transformation and all the variations of that and what that looks like. And so we are diving in deep today with you being able to get out of dun, dun, dun decision-making fatigue. <laughs> yes, because our clients have been telling us we've got decision-making fatigue. And frankly, I was experiencing it big time last week. And, you know, I have these tools that when it comes up, I know what's happening. I know what's happening in my brain, my nervous system, my heart. Um, and I can really lean in and say, hey, what's going on here? Start to ask myself the quality questions to see what's happening. And we're going to talk about this, right? We'll tell you exactly what's happening and be able to release it, get back to being able to make these decisions quickly. And we're going to start talking to you too about the advantages and the benefits mm -hmm. of being able to make these decisions quickly. Letting go of all the decision-making fatigue. Well, I think this is a, you know, a statistic that I know really blew my mind was learning that up to 97 of our daily actions and decisions actually come from our subconscious up to 97%, which is crazy when you think about that, right? When you're the yeah. subconscious, the automation, the patterns, your past experiences, things you've experienced up until now, like impact those decisions that you make. And I was, I was just sharing with Carol before we were recording that, for me, when I hit my burnout, it was actually like what, where my body kind of crashed on me was when I was put in a position to make a decision. And I had noticed for a while that when I was in a position where I felt like I needed to make the right decision, right? Yeah. With this fear that if I made the wrong decision, it would impact my credibility. People would see me in a different way that I started really experiencing a lot of anxiety because yeah. I tied so much of the outcome to who I was my and, and how people perceived me to the decision that I made. And yeah. now, as Carol's saying, like, thanks to the tools and just understanding a little bit more of the behind the scenes in our brain and what's happening, it's been able to, I know for myself, I've been able to make decisions so much more easily with ease because I'm, I've been able to detach myself from allowing the decision to mean something about me, to define who I am and my expertise and things like that. So, um, yeah. It's it's so powerful to look at the the role that 
you know, events and things that play out up until this point can actually impact your decisions. And then, especially in a role of leadership, when you are, you know, you get to make a lot of decisions, it can be really exhausting. And so we're passionate about this topic to be able to, one, allow you to make decisions with ease, two, not experience this decision fatigue, and then, yes, be able to really make more rapid decisions and be neutral about it, right? Like not get caught in the yeah. psychological assessment, the analysis paralysis, right? Which we see so many leaders experience because yeah. of really what's going on in the back end, right? Like, in, well, the back it's end. The so back end. true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And I really appreciate what you said. I know that the number one thing that I believe we've both seen in our clients is this lack of self-worth, this Mm -hmm. I'm not enough story that comes up. And if you go back and listen to, I believe it's our second episode, we talked about the three roots that our limiting beliefs go back to, am I loved and lovable? Am I worthy? And am I safe? The point of what you're taking, what I see culturally is that we have tied our performance Mm -hmm. to our worth. So going back to identity and going back to creating from a place of who we are from being is something that we talk about all of the time because we're so used to operating from a place of putting doing first. And that is really what we're gonna lean into here. That is brain safety and brain resistance. And that is your brain actually working properly, as we say, but you can rewire this. You can recode the old programming, and this is where it gets exciting. And you can completely detach Mm -hmm. your performance from your worth. Your value is by birth, not by behavior. And, you know, we give the example of looking at the baby in the crib and not saying you're not valuable, you're not doing anything. We know that we arrive on this planet valuable in our hearts for sure. Mm. We're not thinking the thought. And then along the way, we lose that. We lose a sense of value. And a lot of it has to do with tying our value to our performance. And when you can detach those two and start to operate from this place of your performance comes out of your being. So it's not that we get rid of performance. We still take action. This is very important. You know, this is one of the ways we put our intentions and our visions to work and create, you know, new things like the Wright brothers did, right? Yeah. Uh, They wanted their bicycles to fly and they created a new reality. And I'm extremely thankful that (laughs) they did that. And we're also creating realities and we're also doing performance-based actions, but we're detaching it from our worth. Well, and I think it's important as we're talking about the performance and, and the result piece, right? If we go backwards, right, our results that we create, that performance piece is tied to the actions that we take. The actions yeah. that we take are impacted by the decisions that we make. So if we get stuck in this decision-making piece with the analysis paralysis, getting caught up in the psychological assessment, well, we start spinning and we do find ourselves stuck. That's why we hear a lot of times from our clients, like, how do I get unstuck? How do I get out of my own way? It's being able to go up even a higher level, right? Like, what are you thinking? What are you believing? What are you feeling? How is your identity, like for myself, right? In my case, attached to the decisions I was making. I was, it was kind of like the a building block of like, I had everything attached and tied together, but being able to separate that and then 
getting into being able to be more comfortable, more confident, right? Which comes from that identity piece to make faster decisions, to, to make decisions from a neutral place, not attaching the outcome to the decision to who you are. It allows you to, well, it allows you to step in the confidence and be able to be more neutral in, in that place. And I think I was sharing with Kara earlier, like one of our mentors shared several months ago, this kind of statistic with, with me. And ever since that moment, it completely shifted how I looked at decisions. It helped me build up the, the practice of making decisions more rapidly. And because of that, it's been able to create so much more ease because you don't get caught up in all of this, the time and the attend, the energy of of the fears that often will follow through like with the decision. And what it was, was she, you know, she was in a room with all these seven, eight figure earners. And they just happened to survey the room. Like how, you know, how quickly do you make decisions? And they were saying that they, you know, the average of the room was between 30 seconds and five minutes. And ever since that moment, I'm always, and I'm, you know, asked a question or presented with an opportunity to make a decision. I always go back to them. Like, okay, I got maximum five minutes to make a decision. And nine times out of 10, I'm making it in 30 seconds because I'm just making the decision. And I've been able to realize like, this is the decision in this moment. We can always make a new decision, but in that very moment, you know, if we're looking at the example you gave, right? With the Wright brothers, like they're trying to make, like they're going to make a decision in this very moment. And our brains like to overcomplicate things. Our brains like to look at the next 10 steps. Right. Versus the the being in the step that you're in, making the decision in that moment in for that moment of time and just trusting. Right. Like I think that I know for me, trusting yourself, oh man, trusting myself was, was huge. And so leaning into that and becomes this compound interest of being able to make these smaller decisions over and over again. Yeah. Build up the confidence and then make some bigger decisions. Cause I know we were talking about that too, Carol, like our brains do they just like to overcomplicate things and we see things on a bigger scale and i know that's something that we want to talk into like how how does the listener right if they are presented with all these decisions like take the step back to make it easier on themselves to then take more rapid action in their decision making you know it ties in to what we were talking about which we'll probably cover more in depth in another episode about being qualified right mm, um, yeah you know and these words that come up that are beliefs that are wired in and that we're then making our decisions by and just as a reminder you know, when we're looking at brain resistance, we're looking at limiting beliefs, this is programming that's got wired in, gotten wired into our subconscious. The subconscious is driving the ship. And we think yeah. the conscious mind is, but it's actually the subconscious. That's why we're going around making all our decisions without our awareness based on what's wired in. And we've used the example, you're breathing right now. You're not thinking about it. You're just doing it. So when it comes to connecting with our hearts and being instinctual and trusting ourselves, remember that your brain is going to be keeping this faulty wiring safe to keep you safe because what the brain sees as safe is whatever is familiar. So when you go to make a new decision and you go to grow, your brain's going to be giving you neurochemicals Mm -hmm. to stay stuck and even go backwards to whatever is familiar because growth is new. And that's why we've spoken about so many times that growth is uncomfortable. To repeat that here, 
The reason it's important is because when that discomfort comes up in all of its subtle and sneaky and sometimes very big ways, <laughs> it's important to recognize it because it shows up in procrastination, overwhelm. I'm not enough. This is too hard for me. You know, imposter syndrome, right? Um, self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is one of those things that I personally have experienced in such doggone sneaky ways. <laughs> and I'm like, seriously? Okay. Remember, we're okay, little buddy. We're moving forward. We're, we're safe. We're safe. And so um, taking the steps to remember what's going on, choose discomfort when you're in a stage of growth, when you're doing new things. Um, we do have a plan and a method inside of our coaching to help you reward the brain along the way and to celebrate. These are really important pieces that I know we've also spoken of these um, and, but momentary, just being in the moment is where you can really be okay with temporary discomfort. I recently did a cold plunge when I was in a hot springs, one of my favorite in the world, down south in the Andes Mountain on the backside of our volcano. And I was holding it for 10 seconds and it wasn't, you know, these super cold temperatures like a lot of people are doing, but going from the cold to the hot, just taking a deep breath, holding it for me for 10 seconds. Now, some people I've heard hold it for crazy amounts of time. It, I, I believe in starting with small steps, but you know what? It was so powerful. It was so powerful. I kept walking away going, you know what? You're going to the next level for you. And I am. We both are. Alex, Leanne, and I are both in the midst of doing all kinds of amazing and fun and incredible new things, creating reality for ourselves. And we're very uncomfortable at times, but it's temporary. It's in the moment, as you were just saying, Alex. It's um, so being able to make that three to five minute decision, get out of that psychological assessment, ties hand in hand with be okay with temporarily being uncomfortable. And I do mean temporarily because, you know, this is uh, about growth. This is not about obsession or you know, putting things on yourself, because I come from a background of that where people were constantly trying to sacrifice themselves. And that's not what we're discussing here. It's just being okay with what's going on in the moment. And and as you were speaking, you know, it made me realize like something we've talked a lot about when it comes to decision or, you know, how to, how to set yourself up for success, right? How do you set yourself up to, to try to um, prevent this decision fatigue is a big thing we teach our clients is deciding in advance. So yeah. especially if you do notice that you tend to get to make certain decisions in certain areas of your life by deciding yeah. ahead of time how you will address a situation or navigate a situation, yeah. it empowers you. You've actually already taken the time beforehand to make the decision of how you're going to go about it. And then in the, the moment, you just get to then take action on the previous decision right. that you've made. And that yeah. really does help free up the mental, the mental pressure as well, which... Because yeah. there's a big difference. A lot of times when you are placed in a position to make a decision, it, yeah. you're not able to 
access your thinking part of your brain. And yeah. so then you're, you could be operating from higher states of anxiety, right? And so you're, yeah. you're just going to survival mode and be more yeah. reactive too. And, and I know that's coming back to the, that moment for me where that breakdown happened. I was flooded with so much emotion. I couldn't even process what was really going on. And just all yeah. I could really sense was all the fears. And again, the negative self-talk yeah. and the, the doubt the that I had. The pressure too. Yeah. Yeah. Versus when you're able to decide in advance, you're at a more calm state. You are able to access your thinking brain, your creative brain to be able to think about, okay, when this happens again, this is how I get to yeah. move forward. So yeah. I think that's just something really important. And we've, we have done a, a whole episode on deciding in advance, but just yeah. hearing that to support you and even trying to prevent the decision fatigue. But Carol, yeah. what would you share with the audience? Like those that, and you know, cause it's, it's, it was fascinating. Like Carol and I have really heard this, this term, this decision fatigue quite a lot in the last several days. What yeah. would you share with the audience to say, like, if you are experiencing decision fatigue, this is what our invitation to you is to be able to support you to be yeah. able to move through it, right? And work through this. And then again, yeah, do set yourself to set yourself up for success in the future moving forward so that you don't necessarily are experiencing it more, yes. right? Yeah. And, you know, the interesting thing here is when we're sharing information with you, some of it is very deep level work, like around your identity, disconnecting your worth from your behavior. And then other parts of it are very practical tips, like, you know, being able to be very temporarily, and I'm talking like a minute and a half temporarily, um, you know, uncomfortable, then also simplifying. Mm -hmm. very, very much decide in advance, simplify things. What ask yourself, what can I remove from my decision-making? What can I get rid of? What can I clear out? Because a lot of times it's when we are losing our focus. And when you have a focus and an intention, when you're deciding in advance, things get simple. So you can also like, I've been clearing out doing spring cleaning <laughs> and down south uh, uh, doing fall cleaning, right? And then things become clear at that point. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, giving yourself a lot of grace, recognizing what's going on in your brain, more of the deep level work. But just taking these simple action steps to walk forward so that you can make decisions with clarity, with ease, you know, with the, I, I feel like I could talk for an hour and I know <laughs> I don't want to well, fire hose you. Well, something that um, just came to me, right? Like, because we often speak into like, you know, build, well, building life and business by backwards by design, but just taking that yeah. concept of building backwards, like really go with, okay, what's the end goal, right? Yeah. So what's the vision? What's the end goal? What's the intention yeah. right? Which that is, you've decided in advance, right? Yeah. Which just takes away the mechanical pieces and just start there. It's like, okay. And then just go backwards. Okay. So then in order to create that outcome, what's What's the next step? And really go backwards. Because as I was saying earlier, your brain likes overcomplicate things. So what I happen to know so much with clients is that the decision that they need to make is like in the middle. And yeah. then what's happening is there's actually so many other decisions that need to be made ahead of time, but the, and yeah. which is what creates the overwhelm and 
the uncertainty because you're actually in the middle. And when you can go back to the beginning and and really ask yourself, okay, what's the first step? It's like, I was thinking about running a half marathon, right? Yeah. Running a half marathon. And we're thinking, well, I got to run a half marathon. I got to be able to run, you know, the 21 point, was it five five kilometers or something like that? It's like, well, what's the first time running a marathon? Putting your shoes on. Right. Once you put your shoes on, well, I got to. I gotta right. And run. Right. And so it's just that's looking at the scaffolding of your decisions. So just I think my invitation to the audience is just to re- remember that. It's like prioritizing. Yeah. yeah. And you know, just to br- bring up a really quick point, in uh, you could take an emergency room, which is one of the most high stress situations. Mm-hmm. And I'll refer to a TED talk. Um, I don't remember who gave it, but it was an emergency room physician who actually was talking about how they get rid of decision making fatigue. So they were tying directly into the neuroscience of what we're speaking about. And That is exactly what you were saying, Alex Leanne. They triage, they prioritize. And so, again, that goes back to simplicity. Um, It goes back to deciding in advance. They're always looking and going, this we deal with first, this we deal with second, this we deal with third. You know, red being most immediate, critical, yellow being very serious, but not necessarily immediate, and green being you know, things that are more mild and have a little bit longer time available. So I love this, what you're saying, because putting in action these simple steps is really groundbreaking, life transforming, deciding in advance, you know, prioritizing and really honing in on the simplicity of that. And it gets rid of having to switch back and forth. Do I choose this option? Do I choose that option? What about this option? And in fact, I was presented that with that recently in a set of paperwork for a decision that me- needed to be made on something. And it was multiple options. And my brain just shut off. I went, I can't. Nope. <laughs> it was the decision-making of fatigue that I mentioned that I was experiencing, leaning into the tools you know, I begin to prioritize. So I love that, Alex. Well, and I think, and last thing that I want to share, because I remember learning this like many years ago and I applied it. One thing is, is systems, like having systems yeah. in place, right? So let's decide in advance. And Automating. I think of yeah. Steve Jobs. Yeah. So Steve Jobs, you know, one of his systems was his turtlenecks, right? Yeah. Like he kept yeah. it super simple. And I used to do that as well. Like I'm like, I had my like uniform for work where it was like yeah. blazer dress heels. I kept it yeah. super simple. So every day it was just pick a different color blazer that goes with the dress. Like it just yeah. takes the decision making out of sometimes things because we got to, yeah. you know, we get to get dressed, right? <laughs> right. One of my clients was literally <laughs> saying that she was literally saying, I'm going through my closet right now. And what would she call it? She called it something like um, micro organizing her wardrobe to do exactly what yeah. you said. And that that is simplifying that is getting rid of the clutter and making the decisions easy. So yeah. I think my invitation for the listener today is to maybe take a little bit of inventory, right? Become aware of what are some decisions that you do tend to make yeah. quite often and how can you decide in advance? How can you build some systems in place by picking out a wardrobe or just system systemizing things for yourself so that yeah. already just in your day-to-day, you can minimize certain decisions that you get to make. And then when yeah. it comes to some other areas of decisions that you make maybe less often or like the one-offs, 
challenge yourself. Can you set the timer and, and make a decision, you know, within 30, between 30 seconds and five minutes. And if you're finding yourself that you can't because of that resistance, it's get curious what's underneath the resistance there. And that I would say, reach out to Carol or myself so we can help you be able to work, you know, what's coming up for you around that. Just like for myself, I was afraid that my credibility would be jeopardized if I made Mm -hmm. the wrong decision. Like it was my fear of decision-making came from all this fear, right? Which is what led to to become a neuro coach and all this stuff. It's (laughs) crazy how it was decision-making that, that led led us to hear. But yeah, I, that's what I'd love to invite our listeners to because it. I think it would be really neat, especially if you do find yourself like, ah, oh, just have this decision fatigue. You will notice that you've got quite a lot of opportunity to remove that yeah. from just your day to day and then yeah. be able to create, like save that mental space for things that might require a little bit more thinking and a little bit more depth of decisions that you make mm-hmm. and, and trust yourself. And that's that, that would be the last thing I would want to say is trust yourself. Yeah. You got yeah. this, right? You and trusting yourself comes from taking these small action steps. Yeah. 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 So it all lines up. And that's the cool thing about us being integrated beings. And as we take these steps, our confidence grows and we build upon it. Like you were talking yeah. about, we stack it. And then, you know, this leans into the wealth story because money likes to move. Money likes speed. And you can make decisions with certainty and with clarity around the things that you're wanting to do in your life. Yeah. So if you want some more assistance with making decisions on how to be more productive, head on over to our show notes and grab my top female productivity hacks. And then Carol's got her wealth wealth activation. Yes. And that'll help you, right? Activate and again, make some decisions so that you can, yeah, create more abundance and attract more wealth in your life. So... Thank you so much for tuning into another episode. We love to read your reviews. So please head on over to where you're listening to this podcast and leave us a review, five-star rating, and please pass this on, share this with other leaders that could really benefit from learning how to yeah, overcome that decision fatigue. That's right. So ciao for now. Bye everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Unleashed Unstoppable podcast with your hosts, Alexander Carter and Cal Register. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review and subscribe. That's all for this episode, Wildly Ambitious Leaders. See you next week.